How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex, and my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today, we want to take a look at five players that have stood out for the Jets through five weeks. Now, this Jets team has had a little bit of a polarizing nature to it in some respects. You know, maybe some inconsistencies in run defense, or the quarterback position has obviously been in flux with Zach Wilson just coming back two weeks ago. But obviously, he has the starting job locked down, and it is finally starting that development. Hopefully, he gets a little bit more active in the passing game. He really relied on that running game um, last weekend. But ultimately, I think that this is about compounding success and. Uh, the Jets are in a good spot right now. A couple wins under their belt, filling this, the the kind of um, the juices of winning and what that means for their foundation as they build up this team to hopefully becoming a playoff caliber squad. Uh, but there are five standout players that we want to discuss and really that have left an impact or at least an impression um, in our perspectives. And I think you guys will agree, long-term solutions, most of these guys, um, a lot of them very young, which is definitely an exciting uh, thing to consider, exciting variable for the Jets team. Uh, that is looking to kind of build upon that, those draft picks. And ultimately, the draft has been a, a, a safe haven for the Jets. They've really walked away with some stellar talent, um, and they're developing them the right way, and they're seemingly becoming very adequate, if not above-average players. So I'm excited to talk about that, Ryan, before we do so. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. I think I love the point you said there, just on the youth, the age of these players. I mean, within this top five alone, the – you know, most experienced Jet here is a 50-year player at 25 years old. So you said it, you're hoping for long-term solutions. And I think, you know, you look at the Jets draft and two of the rookies we're going to highlight in this top five who I think are pretty self-explanatory to people. You know, the Jets needed players from a landscape across the NFL that were elite, and they, they really hadn't had that for a while. You look like since Terrell Rebus, you know, the one year they got from Brandon Marshall, the Jets really haven't had guys – you know, let alone on their team, but across the entire NFL, who you would just look at and say that this guy is arguably the best disposition or one of them. And we'll start with five and four. I mean, the two cornerbacks added this offseason and DJ Reed at five and Sauce Gardner at four. You look at what these two have done, along with Michael Carter, the second in the slot. I think this is a trio of three young players that's really coming into its own at, you know, a very important position like corner. And, you, you know, we'll start with DJ at five. I mean, he was signed in free agency and, there was a lot of, you know, concern just because the Jets in recent memory with the corners, they signed to big contracts. You, you think of Tremaine Johnson was a very recent one. And I mean, DJ, you know, as long as he's on the field, I think we can come to know who he is as just a reliable player, someone who can tackle out on the edge. He's very smart. He's quick. He's got a ton of length. His ball skills have jumped out to this point. I mean, he, he's been, you know, even better than I think he could have asked for as a big ticket free agency signing and really excited about what DJ's given. And then with Sauce on the other side, I mean, he's one of about four or five corners who has a pass breakup in every game so far this year. Got on the board with two big plays the other day, you know, the safety and the interception that he recorded his first pick of his career. And I think just the physical and athletic traits that this guy is gifted with have been on display the quickness and the speed at someone um, of his size. I mean, it's just incredible. And it's the, you know, mindset, the tenacity that this guy plays with as much as anything that separates him and is going to take him a long way in this league. And I think DJ five sauce of four, you know, are two pretty easy ones here to start out. Oh yeah, definitely easy. A very like interesting combination of players, right? One of them a little bit smaller, a little bit quicker. And then you have the other one in sauce that's lanky and long and rangy. Any synonym you can come up with that expresses his pterodactyl-like uh, range. And honestly, um, I love it. This is this is a very, very strong base of corners because you could say, look, you know what? I want DJ Reed on Tyree Kill. And I want, I mean, if Devontae Parker was still with the Miami Dolphins, I'd say, you know, I want Sauce on Devontae Parker. He's a bigger guy, you know, a little bit more length to him. But that doesn't mean Sauce can't guard these smaller receivers. He definitely can. 
Uh, but DJ Reed, a little bit more quick, uh, you know, you know, uh, quick space agility and mobility in that facet. So I think that he definitely offers you a lot of uh, value there. But, you know, looking at DJ Reed's numbers up to this point in the season, um, he's given up only 88 total yards and an interception and a pass breakup. He hasn't given up really anything to opposing teams. The worst game he had was against Cincinnati. He gave up 26 yards on two receptions. I mean, look, they're not picking on him. They want to stay far away from him. Um, he's been absolutely tremendous. One of the highest graded corners in football up to this point. You're not, if you're an opposing team, you're trying to run the football against the Jets. That's their game plan. If you're the Green Bay Packers this week, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, that's where I'm going. I'm attacking those guys, but the Jets are getting Quincy Williams back. So, you know, you got another variable there to consider. And of course, Quan Alexander has been pretty solid in his absence. So um, altogether, the Jets have had a really solid start to the season defensively. You know, a couple hiccups in the beginning, mostly because of the safety position, but they have so much youth on this team and so much of that capital, their resources are tied up in other positions. Um, they can afford to go out and sign themselves a pretty good free safety in free agency, if not draft one next year. LaMarcus Joyner is definitely on the back end of his career, might retire after this season. We'll see what happens. But I think that's kind of the last piece to the puzzle uh, for that Jets secondary. And then Sauce Garden, on the other hand, giving up 127 yards, a touchdown. Um, against Cleveland, but I think it was more of a miscommunication. Um, you know, I know I think it was to Amari Cooper. I believe he was one that got the football. So, you know, definitely uh, I'm not going to put that against him. Uh, he also has a four pass breakups up to this point. Opposing teams have tried to target him against Pittsburgh. He had seven targets, only gave up two receptions for nine yards, one of the best graded corners of that week specifically. And then against Miami, three receptions, five targets, 26 yards. His worst game probably um, was against Cincinnati where he gave up 51 yards. So, you know, they tried to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, against the Jets, and ultimately they didn't really get much going. 26 yards against DJ, 51 against Sauce. You're not beating these guys on the outside. You, If you want to beat the Jets, you have to be attacking the middle of the field um, and trying to get over LaMarcus Joyner. But then again, you're, those corners, they have so much uh, makeup speed that you can't really beat them deep. You're having to really rely on just great route running. Um, I kind of get the sense of the Jets like – I don't really really think they have many weaknesses. I think it's just run defense, to be quite honest with you. Opposing teams are only really moving the football because, like, of their rushing game. You look at Nick Chubb, three like what do you have? Three touchdowns against the Jets. Like, you know, it's just the run game. You know, if they're if they step up, if that interior steps up, um, if you know Quincy Williams comes back and make a big impact, which he did when he was playing a couple weeks ago, and uh, right, right before the injury, I think was it against Cincinnati, got knocked out. Yeah, so he got knocked out against Cincinnati. That first half of the game, he was absolutely electric. He was laying the wood all over the place. So I was really excited about that. Uh, but then looking at like the third guy here, Brees Hall. We talk about Brees Hall like, every episode, mainly because he's an absolute freaking tank. And we love Brees Hall, and he's just such a phenomenal player. He had 197 all-purpose yards in his last performance, 488 yards from scrimmage, and three touchdowns through the first five games. Um, he's just an elite-level player that – is, has the capabilities to be elite. I think like he's on his way there. Workhorse, uh, workhorse mentality. He can handle the load. Tremendous athlete. You know, what are your thoughts on Brees Hall before we dive over to Quinton Williams at number two and Elijah Barry Tucker number one, um, two other players who are starting off the season on a high note? Brees has been an absolute game changer. I think that's pretty obvious and why you trade up for him like the, the Jets did at the top of the second round. I mean, the speed, the size, the power, the contact balance, what he can do in the passing game as both a receiver and a blocker. Brees has been, you know, one of the Jets' best players pretty easily. And like we said on two days, our episode two days ago, I mean, this is, you know, he's on pace for over 1,600 scrimmage yards while having Michael Carter in the backfield with him as well. So it just really speaks to Brees' dominance when he gets the ball in his hands. I think you've really started to see him, really the last three games, and it's shown up just, on the stat sheet the last two weeks, like how dominant he is and how much the Jets are really putting on him. 
Michael Ford specifically week to week. And I think you're really just going to continue to see, you know, the Jets put put the game on Brees' shoulders week to week. And, you know, he's he's going to be, you know, a key focal point for this offense, you know, running the ball in the passing game and get him help, you know, continue to make life easier. And I think we've seen how comfortable Zach Wilson's look in his first two games. And I think you got to look up to, you know, trading up for Brees Hall and saying that's definitely got a big part of, you know, Zach's, you know, growth and his comfortability, just playing within the structure of the offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it really gives Zach Wilson an outlet too, because Brees Hall has phenomenal hands. But the other guy, like, you know, that really stands out so far, interior defensive lineman, Quentin Williams, 24 years old, not even 25 years old yet. They picked up his fifth year option already for next season. Um, he started off the year on a pretty high note. He has 19, to- sorry, uh, 17 total pressures, four sacks already. He's on pace for double digit sacks, five QB hits. Um, eight quarterback hurries, 10 tackles, and seven stops in the run game. Um, he hasn't gotten any penalties. He's really just absolutely dominating this season to start. Um, so, you know, you love to see Devin Quinn and Williams, uh, a guy who's really been kind of developing, growing here, and, you know, was hitting this stride as 88.8 defensive grade with a 90.1 pass rush grade, according to PFF. Of course, a lot of people say take that with a grain of salt, so I would suggest doing that. But the film speaks for itself. Quinn Williams has been elite up to this point in the season. And the last guy that I want to discuss, Elijah Bear Tucker, if you've been watching this channel for a couple of weeks, you know that I believe Elijah Barrett Tucker could be all pro. I believe he's that talented. I've said this routinely over the past couple of weeks before the season even began. I love ABT. He could play every freaking position. He could play every position at a pro bowl level. Guy just swings out to right tackle and has an unbelievable, like just ridiculously good game. Just swing out to left tackle, has a freaking awesome game. Swing him out to right guard, to left guard. Like anywhere you put him, he kicks serious ass. And that's, value you cannot put a price tag on you cannot put a price tag on a player that could go and fill in at at one of the hardest positions in football without having any reps there and kick serious ass that is nothing that is not something you find um on a normal day in the nfl this is a very talented player a very versatile player and one that should be locked down long term i know he's only in his second year but if i'm the jets fourth year comes around you have to make a decision on his fifth year option i'm locking him the hell down for the next five six years um, and not even thinking twice about it. He is a staple. You know, you could even kick him out to left tackle, make him permanent position player there because ultimately you don't know where Mekhi Becton is going to be. Fant is gone after this season. Um, Dwayne Brown, you know, he, he's on a two-year deal, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but you could even put him at right tackle and Dwayne Brown at left tackle. There's so many different, uh, you know, different combinations the Jets could do. But ABT is a player that I believe is superbly elite and, you know, will continue to do so and be so for the rest of this campaign. I think, you know, both of these players, it was really expected, you know, at, at some point, especially with Quinnen in his fourth year. And to be on pace for 10 sacks and 50 pressures, I think is what, you know, most people wanted to see. And as you said, I mean, on the film every week, he's jumping out, he's dominating, whether it's anchoring the Jets run defense or, you know, getting home as a pass rusher. Quinnen has been, you know, you, you could arguably say he's number one, but I think just with what you said there, ABT's versatility and, what he's offered this team over the last two weeks, you know, changing positions like he has and not even missing a beat. You don't even hear his name called on the broadcast, which is what you want from an offensive lineman. And you know what he does in the running game, you know, not even allowing a pressure at right tackle in this game, last game Sunday. I think that's, you know, ultimately what's got to give it to ABT and knowing he's only still in his second year, played 21 games for the Jets and started at four different positions. I mean, it really speaks for itself. And it's a big part of the reason, once again, like I said, you trade up for Brees Hall, you trade up for Elijah Bear Tucker to have elite game changers on your offense who, you know, at their respective position across the landscape of the league, you know, are, are right up there at the top at that pro bowl, all pro type of level. And I think 
you know, really all five of these guys to this point have been as advertised for the Jets. And it's exciting for this fan base to really see elite talent and at premium positions. Absolutely. And guys, I'd love to hear perspectives on DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, Quinn Williams, Brees Hall, and of course, AVT standout guys. Hopefully we can add Zach Wilson to this list in the coming weeks. And that would be the best case scenario. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we want to see. So we'll see how he performs this upcoming weekend. But I think the passing game, definitely, they want to get him more involved there and get him some, you know, some more touchdowns, um, some more difficult throws and really just ease him into this game. And uh, that development, I think, will come pretty quickly. But I'm excited to see the development of this team in general, all the youth players, all the young guys kind of learning from the veterans as well. Uh, but we'd love to hear your perspective as well. In the YouTube comments, as always, make sure to like, subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.